0: It's the Morning Drive Show on Hellenic Radio. One minute past eleven and welcome if you've just tuned in to Hellenic Radio. The morning show and uh, of course we promised you that we'd have Wendy Alberts with us on our line. Good morning to you, Wendy. How are you? Good morning, how are you today? So good to have you on our line. Of course, uh, Wendy, the chair lady of the Restaurant Association of South Africa. And uh, you have not stopped working this lockdown, Wendy. How are things going with you guys? I see now there's new progress to try and uh, open up the restaurants properly with alcohol.
1: You know, it's a very sad time for the restaurant industry in South Africa, as you well know, the last 20 weeks have certainly false disappointments at every day Mm. and the inability for government to engage with us effectively has certainly lost left the industry very decimated.
0: Right, and you know, you started off very positive. I remember having you here at the start of lockdown, and you were very positive. You have tried very hard. I must say, the messages that we've been receiving, because I know you're trying to put out that communication to all the restaurants, have been positive, have been let's fight together. And we see that you've tried many, many things, which now there's a, a change when you say we're not engaging correctly with government.
1: Absolutely. So we're taking to the streets on Wednesday. We've got a campaign going a million seats on the streets. Mm -hmm. It's a national program. All restaurants are going to be protesting outside their restaurants. They're going to pull the streets of Joburg, Cape Town, Durban, any town city with their empty tables and chairs, and we're calling for President Ramaphosa to come and finally address us. We feel that there's a responsibility. There's nobody else in government that's talking to us, and I think we need to have a conversation with them around our empty tables and ask them the pertinent questions that we need to Mm. in order for us to save the industry. You know, at this time, we stand to lose 400,000 jobs, the taxis are also affected by it, so we've got support from the taxi association.
2: Mm-hmm. You
1: know, a million commuters less than a day is uh, close on 20 million rand uh, income. So it's a lot of money that the entire economy loses Absolutely. if you don't stay the restaurant
0: industry. If you had to just find three points that are your big ones that you wanted to say and that you really wanted to raise awareness about, what would they be?
1: Well, one is that you cannot trade with restrictions. So once uh, we need to move through and we need to open up our restaurants, we need to be responsible we need to practice social distancing. We need to be able to operate our businesses. No laundry goes without a washing machine. No hairdresser goes without a chair. Mm-hmm. No supermarket goes without a trolley or a basket. I mean, it's impossible for us to continue. We also want the uh, government to consider giving us proper financial relief. Right. mechanisms to give us some support to bring people back to work. I mean, we cannot have an industry detonates with amounts of unemployment that currently
0: stands. Mm. On the 21st of May, there's an article where you've said that the pressure at this point in time is getting critical to the industry. The repercussions of all our restaurants and the opening to the takeaway sector has been a dramatic problem for our finances. How was that with takeaways? Did restaurants see that there were people going?
1: You know, if I I think back, you know, one of the key things is that President Ramaphosa stood up on the 24th of May and he said he understood the hardships of the restaurants. And, you know, I keep reiterating and I keep saying the same words over and over in my brain and I can't comprehend the lack of respect, engagement and interest in saving the restaurant industry. we almost there the 24th of July yes. and we've wasted five weeks, critical weeks that could have saved the industry. Government may have expedited, listened to us, engaged with the stakeholders, correctly put protocols and standards in place and worked with industry in a favorable way with both government and industry to have a workable solution and that never took place. And the lack of respect from the health office not even to answer our letter. Leave us sitting for seven days. And another two weeks after we were announced that we could reopen. You can see that those are critical days for us to have taken the opportunity to have brought consumers back. And I think it was a month further before we were able to bring those consumers back into our restaurants. And then we tell in the patrons, sorry, you can't have a full dining experience.
0: Are you referring to the alcohol now?
1: The alcohol, the restrictions, the time, the curfew. At every turn, I mean, there's just been obstructions for restaurants. Mm. At no point in time has there been anything that has just been pushed onto us that has allowed us to trade and try and rebuild our businesses.
0: And, of course, we've seen the taxi industry have quite a different experience, which is, is quite enraging. I mean, we have a lot of people that are entrepreneurs in our community that have restaurants. And what you're saying is that you want to be heard and you just want a fair chance to trade, Correct.
1: Absolutely. You know, the taxis are trading fairly, hairdressers are trading fairly, shopping centers are trading fairly, supermarkets. And at every turn, you know, we had to be a delivery service, which is mm. not our business. Right. Then we had to become a takeaway. Then they said, okay, well, now become a bottle store. We can't compete against the prices of the retailers and the, the mass distributors. And then mm. they after they said, okay, so open your restaurant, but you need to be a coffee shop. And then we just try and get people back and we become creative and we we try to do this dropping off of wine and bringing people into our restaurants, and as soon as we mobilise in the community, they go, okay, sorry, now, you know, it's the rest of the dinner. We can't now have you serving dinner. The curfew is is, is a drastic us. We can't operate. It's an hour of preparation before we shut our door.
0: Oh, I see. So your staff has to leave by a certain time. Uh, What time would your patrons have to leave your restaurant in order for you to, by 9 o'clock now, have been back home?
1: Well, what we're doing is we management is actually now doing a lot of the prep work. So we're having to, again bring extra expenses in to try and start the cleaning process whilst we finish the preparations to get the last meal out, to get the last deliveries out, in order to get the staff home. It means that restauranteurs have now got to get private transport in, public transport isn't available after a certain times, the curfew is 9 o'clock, you've got to be home by mm-hmm. 9 o'clock. So this, exactly. this just dramatically affects us on all terms. Also yep. not to even have a courtesy to communicate with us. You know, a lot of restaurants prepared before the president spoke and they had possibly liquor orders that needed to start. They used their cash flow to turn money. They prepared, for in possibly barrels of wine to make sauces. And, you know, you just come with no warning.
0: Right. You, you're referring to the fact that it was an alcohol ban with
1: immediate effect. Absolutely. And curfews. Yes. You know, we, we, we were prepped for the next week. It's again, more money that's been lost in the system. Mm. Because what do we do with that? You know, maybe it was overpurchased stock. You could turn things we can't return the alcohol stock, we to sit with expired stock again, and again the restaurants are discriminated and, and we've lost again on the financial realm.
0: Tell us a little bit about the things that you've tried to do, because I've been receiving messages but maybe the public out there hasn't. You've really done a lot of things. Tell us a few of the initiatives that you did start in this time.
1: Now, if I look back on the 20 weeks, there's been so many beautiful things we've tried to bring to the restaurants, and if I think back, every day the change was so exponential. You know, every day, a new challenge was brought to us, a new request, a new protocol. We needed to put documentation out. We needed to mobilize the industry. We needed to train the industry. We needed to try and bring people back to work. Mm. We're engaging with so many different degrees in, in government. We, we get pushed from one side to the other side. We get left alone in the dark. We're out in the cold. Then we're stuck in the storm. Every day we've tried relentlessly to engage with somebody as a glimmer of hope for us where people are reliant, and restaurants are reliant on us, keep forging the way forward in order for them to be able to also have faith and have hope that they can keep their businesses open. And it's been the most challenging time, from the liquor to the takeaway, from the takeaways to delivery, from deliveries to lifting time, from the curfew with the delivery to sorting out the delivery guys. I mean, they also weren't equipped when we first started. I mean, the challenges with... The high cost of third party delivery guys, challenges in the insurance companies, challenging the banks. I mean, we, we're knocking on the bank's doors again to say, look, we need to accumulate all the debt and have a structure to be able to pay it off, or we're going to have so many businesses being lost to liquidation. Mm-hmm. So we're trying hard on every turn to look at debt rescue, to look at opportunities for lending, for funding, for cash flow. I mean, there, there isn't anything that we haven't not tried to keep the restaurants afloat, and furthermore, also to get the message across the government, to understand how important we are to the GDP, to the country, to tourism. Yes. We've got iconic restaurants around South Africa where people flock from all around the world to come and experience culinary excellence. Mm. And that brings a large portion of coverage and support. And we've lost a lot of our iconic restaurants. Some of our top restaurants have closed down. Yes. You know, um, restarting these businesses. Because I think it's a no fault of the operators, just as a result of a poorly engaged relationship between government and the stakeholders and all the other players that contribute to keeping the business alive. The mm-hmm. banks, the insurance companies, the suppliers, and obviously on the other side, the right? inability to support us. We read
0: that uh, business organisation Sakaliga had done a survey and found that about 50% of business owners said that they possibly could go bankrupt within the next few months. Is that still the case or is it more now, do you think?
1: Yeah, we ran a survey and figured out... We've got a lot more responses, but when I looked at the survey, there was one about 300 restaurants that responded in two hours. Hmm. 209 of those restaurants have decided to close till after lockdown. 69 are permanently closed, and 7,500 staff have put on permanent retrenchment. So okay. if you look at those numbers, it's substantially higher than what these local numbers are. And restaurants are fragile businesses. You know, they're complex businesses to, to trade up. But what we do have is we've got beautiful, beautiful restaurants here. They're resilient, they're innovative, they certainly are have got a lot of tenacity, they're able to pull themselves through. If mm. we so get a little bit of support and there's a little bit of cash flow that comes in and financial assistance from government, we can restart our beautiful businesses and get a lot of staff back into to work. That's but it. Just with almost seventy percent of our workforce on unemployment mm. and we are not doing turnover and the government is not getting sufficient taxes in to be able to support the unemployment then I have to be concerned about the future of the unemployment sector in South Africa.
0: Absolutely, and I I quite love that you call them beautiful businesses because they really are. Each person that has a restaurant has put time and effort into making it beautiful to create that ambiance, to create that experience for the patrons. So, uh, you know, I think it's important to raise awareness because people may not realize the amount of effort, work, and time that has been put into it from your side, from RASA, and each individual entrepreneur and restaurateur. So I think it's an important point to make. Um, An article I read as well is that now uh, RASA has threatened to take legal action against the government if the ban on alcohol served with meals is not lifted by the end of the week? Is this
1: still the case? So it's more so it's not about the, the ban of alcohol being lifted. I mean, we understand we're now in the heat of the wave. Mm. We've got to go through it. We've got to support the health. We've got to put the patrons and our staff health at the, the top priority, which we've always done. But we've, we certainly are approaching the National Liquor Board as well as the Liquor Authority to refund establishments for their liquor licenses. We haven't had the privilege to use it. And we need to be compensated for it. We've also approached Sandra, Sampra, all the other benefit taxes that we have to pay in order to keep our restaurants open. Mm. And we're saying we, we want rebates. The government needs to give us those rebates back. So if you look at about a hundred thousand establishments paying seven thousand Rand, a ticket it's a substantial amount of money that government needs to pay back to the industry. Okay. And that's only one of one part of the rebates tax because you know there's music licenses. Health and hygiene licenses, operating licenses, uh, TV licenses, so it's it's endless. I mean, the amount of rebates that we're going to ask for now is quite substantial.
0: Okay, so what are you hoping now with uh, the protests that you're planning?
1: I think, one, that there's certainly a misperception about the diversity within the restaurant sector and the type of people that work within the industry. And we're certainly going to outline to government how diverse our industry is, the beautiful, colourful people that fall within all walks of life from all different parts of the rainbow. They certainly are the beautiful people that work within our businesses and to reflect on how large the industry actually is. Mm. And I don't think that that government at one point has stopped to acknowledge the amount of jobs that we create or how much we truly contribute to the GDP. Mm-hmm. If we don't start getting this message across and we have a conversation with President Ramaphosa, because there's clearly nobody in any of the cabinets that is equipped to deal with restaurants because we wouldn't be ignored for 20 weeks. There certainly would have been a honest, interested consultation with us at every turn. If we look at our every other country around the world has treated their response sector, it has been with respect, it has been with concern, it's been with care, it's been with compassion. We haven't had the same allowances. But yet President Ramaphosa at every turn asks us to treat people in the same way. Mm. So why hasn't government given that back to us? Right. And it's a very emotional time for us in the industry. You know, I was at Rockets just the other day, and people have lost their livelihoods, and they've lost their dreams. So the extension is not only about a job. We've created people that have got a entry-level income, that are able now to afford to improve their lifestyle. They're putting their kids to university or private yes. schooling. These private schools have now um, asked the children to leave. University tuition has been cut. Yeah. They're expected to return any of the white goods that they've bought to improve their lifestyle. People have bought homes and cars and transport media, and they're losing their quality of life as a result of not being able to work at no fault of their own. Mm. I mean, our people are eager to come back to work. And when I've been around the restaurants and I see the, the staff that are back, they are so willing and so available, and they take this whole COVID so seriously, and the protocols and the standards, mm. and the service levels are impeccable. The restaurants are clean, They are beautiful. It's more safe to go into a restaurant than what it is going to a supermarket and our restaurants need the community support we need to to ask you know the patrons to come back and and love your favorite place and enjoy your favorite meal and you know just keep our businesses going because ultimately it's a responsibility of everybody to keep the economy going Mm. or crime is going to be on our doorstep unemployment and poverty is going to be on our doorstep and we've got to look at solutions together to to really mobilize the industry and get these beautiful people back to work
0: I must commend you. You've tried very hard. I've seen it with the messages. I've seen it with the shows that we've done. Every message that you've always said about all of us working together, supporting the restaurant industry. And I think now government really does have to play its part. Also a good message that you put out there to people to say it is safe in restaurants. Are you getting people not coming in because they're scared? Because I think that is another big worry. You
1: know, when people have been into the restaurant, and I think... You know, we follow a lot of consumer posts that go out in the, the local areas in each Facebook with our love vicinity. The, the compliments are paramount. There are so many. They they encourage their other people, you know. And consumers need to tell other consumers to go and enjoy eating out because that's exactly what will bring the increased volumes into our restaurants. Mm. You know, and restaurants are doing a fantastic job and the compliments, the food compliments, health hygiene sanitization you know, you need to go and experience it for yourself. You know, the safe distances are there. We've got beautiful outdoor areas. Sundays, Sunday was a beautiful time out in the restaurant.
2: Mm. But it
1: needs to be consistent. We need consumers to support us consistently. And I know everybody's had a difficult time. I know people are scared of the, the curve right now. I know people have also had to take um, economical setbacks. So we, we know, we understand, and we, we're all trying to work together just in mm. our menus looking at menu pricing, looking at affordable items on the menu, looking at family, bringing families in where people can afford to to have the experience of still dining out.
0: So tell us about that. What does it look like when a family comes in and how many can be seated on one table practically with social distancing and the rules as well that say, in fact, you cannot visit your family at this time. If we come into the restaurant, how are we seated and how big is the table that's allowed?
1: So if I look at a couple of restaurants in particular that are really drew my attention over the last week being asked. Uh, one was a beautiful restaurant in Hartfield, Fort called the French Connection or French, uh, French Trust. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. I mean, they were sitting at four-seaters the 2 of social distancing. There was a queue running. Uh, tables and chairs, that gathered for people to wait. Food was impeccable. The sanitization was great. We look at the way that the menu was presented. It was fabulous. Cappuccinos is doing a fantastic job. I mean, I have to say, I think that they are the leaders in the country with the protocol. They put uh, their cutlery into beautiful packaging. They put a label on it. They put the QR code. They had disposable menu. Their waiters were well trained. And there certainly wasn't this morbidity of coming in and there's COVID everywhere. Mm. It was a lovely experience. The restaurant was full. The children were uh, practicing social distancing. They were enjoying the jungle gyms, and all around it was just a beautiful experience. And I could see everybody that was in the restaurant was certainly enjoying it. It wasn't like just rush in, sit down, get up. People certainly were sitting and enjoying themselves and and really taking in the whole experience of dining at Pappuccino's in particular. Another beautiful place that the roadhouses are doing well. People who can sit in their cars and enjoy a dining experience. Very retro, new milkshakes, hamburger-style, 50-style, five mm. and chips. And there's lovely road Island in There's Molly Malone's and Four and a number of other restaurants that I can account that are also trying very, very hard. Coffee shops are being lovely and busy. Um, pizza places are just lovely. And I think, you know, it's just you've got to get out and you've got to go and experience it. Yeah. It is.
0: It's, it's actually just that awareness to be raising that awareness and all together and I suppose with government's assistance to you know, have that campaign that people should be going out. In fact, we've been told the opposite. So it's a little bit difficult. Schools have reopened, but restaurants not fully. So I think everything's a bit contradicting at this point. And it's important for you to mention all this because it is a beautiful industry. So part of our lives and our relaxation. Really nice to have you speaking to us today. Any message before we wrap up Wendy? Just what's coming from your because I see that your heart is so fully in it.
1: I think that it's just, you know, everybody is very concerned about where they're at at the moment. I think hope is a beautiful thing, and it can rebuild your business, it can rebuild your family, it can rebuild the country, it can rebuild the nation and the world. And we have to just keep hoping that we will move through this. And we've got to keep talking, and we've got to keep leveraging support off each other, and we've got to understand that we're all community. And I know that a lot of people have lost their jobs, and it's a very hard time. But, you know, let's look for opportunities here at the moment, and so let's look for ways that we can know, keep our staff employed innovative ways whether they're car washing or they're doing something mm. to still be, be able to take a meal home to their families. And also I think just to extend kindness. You know, it's a time that people are losing a lot of things and, you know, unfortunately, salaries, livelihoods and, and money play a huge and important task to the quality of life that we certainly have. And I think just to be compassionate and be kind to people and, and just to reach out and, and try and support everybody in this time.
0: Absolutely. Can we give your number out on air so that people could contact you if they need to, if they've got a restaurant that they'd like to have assistance with? With
1: a great pleasure. I mean, we're available. We are to serve the industry. We are to serve and support the staff. Mm
2: -hmm. And we
1: certainly are looking forward to really getting, you know, we've got a lot of worldwide traction on Wednesday and really making a point of how valuable the restaurant sector is to South Africa at this time.
0: So it's 083-661-9000. That's um, Wendy Albert's uh, cell phone number, the chair lady of RASA or the Restaurant Association of South Africa, really fighting hard here for the last few months of lockdown since the very beginning. I think you were one of the first people that were on the show when the lockdown started, and your messages have not stopped throughout this time. So well done on really fighting the good fight there for all the people that depend on you, and we wish you the best of luck as you try to engage with government and uh, get them to play their part.
1: Thank you so much. And thank you for your ongoing support over the week, the next days and weeks on follow. Um, I look forward to engaging with you again. Whenever you have more to
0: announce, please do so. We we love to get the updates, especially for our community, because so many are involved in the restaurant business. So thank you for being with us, Wendy Alberts, this morning once again. Have a lovely, lovely weekend. Bye-bye. And there you have it, the story from uh, the Restaurant Association of uh, South Africa latest News there. Δροσερά δρομολόγια με τη Γιούλα Πανταζή και καλημέρα!